about this a lot over the past few days, and I've come to one conclusion that'll surprise absolutely no one. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I highly recommend my Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins which can be found in the same place that you found this. Guardians 11, Pirates 0, and not even the debuts of Quinn Priester and Andy Rodriguez, the semi-quasi debut of Leo Verpaguero, none of that had an impact. Priester allowed seven runs over six innings in which he gave up seven hits, couple walks, and all of this after a really, really nice and tidy first three innings. But then, you know what? It's the major leagues and other teams that have hitting coaches adjust to the pitchers that they're facing, and they'll do better the second time around, and they'll do a lot of damage the third time around. And that's what happened, because Cleveland employs one of those. Andy went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. This is a little bit of what he had to say afterward. I don't know. I don't was nervous. I, you know, like I, you know, I feel the first moment. I, I see the ball well. I don't know. I just answers maybe. Yeah. But no more than that. Piguero went over three with a couple of strikeouts. Whatever visions anyone had out of the 20,000, which is a pretty good crowd for a Monday night who paid to watch this. And, yeah, I know there were a lot of Cleveland fans who made that drive down. Whatever fairy dust that anyone thought that these call-ups were going to sprinkle on the process here didn't come close to materializing, other than if you want to get excited about three innings of ground ball outs. There was nothing, nothing whatsoever from the offense there was nothing that even for a millisecond gave anyone a chance to cheer or feel good. And I'm talking about whether it's in the seats or in the dugout or anywhere. That's because this process is it's done. Okay? I'm not saying they won't win again. <laughs> I'm not saying they won't even have a nice little roll again. It's good to have the kids here. They're going to make a difference at some stage. But they're stepping into a situation in which the people running the operation do not prioritize winning. I'm sorry if you've heard this theme on this program before, but there's a part of me that wants to make sure that it's really laid bare as it's playing out in front of everyone's eyes, because that's always been the problem with this tenure, with this front office. I had a lot of criticisms, bitter criticisms over Ben Charrington's predecessor. 
Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark did things that I thought were terribly damaging for this franchise. Throw Frank Coonley into that mix, too. The day that they were fired was a very, very, very good day for the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. But I didn't wonder if they wanted to win. I I felt like there was a point back in 2011 and 2012 where they needed to be pushed. In particular, Bob Nutting needed to be pushed. But when he got the push, he reacted. When Neil got the push, he reacted. What's happening right now in Pittsburgh is that there's no one pushing Charrington. No one. Want to know where the push came from a decade ago? The clubhouse. I'm not guessing at this. I've had players from that room since then share with me information, even details as it relates to how they pushed. They did go to Neil. They did go to Bob. They bypassed Frank. He didn't matter. And they got results. You saw that. They got players added to the team every deadline. They got guys who were pretty significant names, Aramis Ramirez and Justin Morneau. They were a little older in their careers, but they got guys that were available and that cost money. That's not happening here. And I've been telling you guys for a while now that I don't think that it's going to happen with this group. Andrew McCutcheon's a, a fine leader in his own way. He's not the guy and wasn't back then either, who's going to go and challenge management, challenge ownership. Not after they just did right by him. You know, this was what he wanted. He wanted to come back. They they made all that happen. Great. Carlos Santana's not that guy. Rich Hill might not even be here in a couple weeks. Who else you got on your bingo card in this category? Brian Reynolds? That ain't happening. Brian Hayes? You see what I mean here? It's a shame that we even have to bring this up. It's actually, I'll take it further, it's ridiculous that we have to bring this up. But we do. Because the evidence just keeps playing out in front of you. Again and again and again. 20 and 8 has now turned into last place. Best record in baseball to last in the Central Division. First to worst. 12 games over 500 to right now, better believe it, 12 games under 500. With not the slightest sign of a reaction from anyone at the top. Not verbal. That doesn't mean anything. An actual reaction. Wow. How do we stop this? How do we replace O'Neill Cruz when he goes down? How do we address this offense back in early May when you could see that the Andy Haynes effect was going to take effect again? And then it did again in June. And now here it is again. And all you hear from them are these flaccid defenses of his work. Like, we're just dumb to even be talking about the hitting coach. 
Nothing. Zero. So what did you think was going to happen? The kids were just going to walk in and turn that around? That's why I've always been stressing that there was a value in trying to win at least a little bit more often in 2022, but especially in 2023, because this this trash that you're watching right now, this is what becomes the norm. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Frank, who says, DK, the body language at the plate for these guys is pathetic. What is Andy Haynes doing to them? You know, Frank, I'm glad you asked this question the way that you did, so that I could at least summon a tiny, tiny slice of fairness in my response. He's not doing anything to them. But that's the problem. When the players come up from the minors, you'll see this pattern again and again. They'll hit fine. They're still feeling aggressive. They're still swinging the way they did in Indianapolis or Altoona or even from another organization, wherever it was that they came from. And then eventually they watch their teammates intently. And they see them taking so many pitches that they think that's how it's supposed to be. Well, I'm in the big leagues now. This is what it's supposed to look like. I'm supposed to take a lot of pitches and wear down the other team's starter, as opposed to just being your best self, as opposed to just doing what it was that got you here. They'll just stand there. And it's like you can set your clock to it. They'll be up, get you about two good weeks, three, if you were really on a roll somewhere. Then they start doing it. Strike one, strike two, and guess what? Right down the bleeping middle, strike three with the bat still sitting on a shoulder. All the time, up and down the lineup. So it's not that he's necessarily doing anything. He's not damaging them. He's not tinkering with their swings or anything. He espouses this approach. 
This is why, by the way, not to let other people off the hook here, he was hired. Charrington loved this approach, principally from the analytics standpoint. One great way to neutralize the other team's starting pitcher? Get him out of the game. Well, that's wonderful. And guess what? That works on occasion if you've got a veteran lineup. If you've got one of those Yankees, Dodgers, really, really built up veteran laden lineups that know what they're doing. Think of it as having a lineup right now with nine cutches. Cutch can do that to you all night. Cutch can stand. He will beat you and he will enjoy it. Seen that little bat flip of his when he gets a walk because he knows what he's doing. You don't do that with kids. You don't try that with kids. You just let kids do what it was that got them here. That doesn't happen in Pittsburgh. Zero runs, again, four hits, absolutely nothing to see, to appreciate at all in the box from almost any of these plate appearances last night. But you know what? They're fine with it. It's okay, because this wasn't supposed to be the year. Self-fulfilling prophecy. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. No idea why you do it, but we're going to have another one tomorrow. Tomorrow.